The cupcakes are over, and Indiana basketball hosted Florida State at Assembly Hall with a chance to prove whether or not it was for real, whether the performances it had against so many teams it was better than, where it played so well in some stretches, though there were some inconsistencies, but had a chance to show whether or not it was for real, whether it could hang with the big dogs, as Trace Jackson Davis said after the game. And it proved it did. IU cruised past Florida State 80-64 to on Tuesday night in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, a ranked win for the Hoosiers, their third, strength, their third straight ranked win in Assembly Hall, and they proved maybe just that they are, in fact, for real. Welcome into the IDS Basketball Podcast. My name is Matt Cohen. Alongside me, as usual, we have Phil Steinmetz, Caleb Kaufman, and we have a guest today. We have from inside the hall, we have the wonderful Dylan Wallace. Guys, how are we doing today? Good, and the better of the two inside the hall writers between him and Ooh. Cameron Drummond. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll put it out there yeah. right wow. now. Yikes. That's yeah, not even a hot Cam take. was on earlier, so Fighting words. I get to represent inside the hall again. Former IDS alum? Yep. I... I I, I do have, 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 have to comment as we are back from Thanksgiving break, our first podcast in a, in a while here. Dylan, you're wearing your Monsters of the Midway shirt. And obviously the Bears played Go on— Go Cowboys. The, the, the Cowboys also were terrible on Thanksgiving. Well, they played tonight the, and the Cowboys are going to win. But the, Well, we, we, can, we can get to that in a second, but I, I want to start with the Bears because the Bears played on Thanksgiving. Dylan, where are the Bears at right now? Oh, I mean, <laughs> that basically sums it up right there. That sums it up right there. Um, the Bears are six and six or five hundred. I think that's that explains it. They played okay on Thanksgiving. I mean, it was a good way to kick off my Thanksgiving. I was like, yeah, the Bears win now. I can go eat some good food. But, that's good. Yeah, the, the season's over, so it doesn't matter. There are no, there are no Washington Redskins, even though they absolutely the murdered still the have Redskins. a chance to make the playoffs. It is true. So, so that division out. is so do the Cowboys. I do feel I, I I do really love the fact that I'm the one person in this podcast booth that actually has a good NFL team. Which is BS. You don't get to be a Washington Nationals, Capitals, well, see, and all other DC fans. Then no, I'm not going to go Redskins. This doesn't sound like I'm much going, of argument to basketball. I'm going it, Ravens. It, 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 it's it's not. But do, do I, I need to go into this? To no this whole story. Do I need to explain no. this? No, because no. it doesn't matter. My earmuffs will be on. It's already stupid. I don't earmuffs care. Exactly. Okay, well, so basketball, well, the reason why we're actually here, even though it is a Thursday night and the Cowboys play tonight, and the Cowboys will lose by the time that you are hearing this podcast. Wrong. Um, <laughs> I don't even know who the Cowboys are playing, to be honest. The oh, they're Bears. Playing the, oh, they're playing That's the Bears. The whole point. Why I'm wearing this. Oh, okay. why I'm wearing did, this today. So I the whole point. So I didn't realize that. All right, who's winning? Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to win. Zeke, baby. I mean, it's in Chicago, though, so like- At least I'm know. on a fantasy bye week because I'm in second place in both my leagues, so- we, Speaking of fantasy, was IU win the fantasy or was it for real against Florida State? Let's what a segue. I love it. Yes, basketball. basketball. Sorry. Yes, You're basketball. You're leaving the podcast that. now, Dylan, please. Um, okay, so IU won 80-64 over Florida State. Um, I don't really think anyone saw that coming. Is that a fair way to look at it? I this? didn't see 80 points getting put up at all. Yeah. I thought kind of like the first one to 60 was going to win if it was going to be that, that, that Ma- type of contest. Max can vouch for me. I said I have... It could be a Marquette type situation, but I didn't actually think it was going to happen. That is true. Caleb, Caleb did say as we pulled into the Assembly Hall parking lot that he thought Indiana was going to win that game, and I thought he was absurd. I thought there was no way Florida that Indiana would be able to handle Florida State's size. Really? Yes, Indiana is a big team too. But I, just I thought, thought IU was going to win all along. I just thought with the guards and how over and how outmatched they were in terms of size that they would be just killed in rebounding, which is where they had so much success in all season. Then they out rebounded Florida State by ten. 
Yeah, it was I nuts. think that's a huge part of this game that I think was overlooked in some regards. That IU was in a rare case where it was at a size disadvantage. That's not going to happen very often, and they still out rebounded them by ten. Yeah, it was an impressive <laughs> performance. Yeah. I mean. I wouldn't say that I thought they were going to win, but I didn't really think they were going to lose either because like, we couldn't tell. We just Through those first seven games, we had no idea what was going to happen. So going into that game, I was very open-minded. I was like, okay, this Indiana team could be decent or they could really show their flaws here. And the flaws was going to be like the defensive end. How would they fare then? And they were really, really good on defense against Florida State. Um, they just tightened up big time. Um, and Florida State doesn't have you know like one guy who's going to light you up. But still, I mean, they have talented players. So I was impressed by the defense, and I think that kind of kick-started everything. And then Devontae Green went off. And with the crowd into it, I mean, it as soon as you know you started feeling it in the first half when Indiana was down 11-4, but when they stormed back in front, you could sort of feel how this was going to be a game that the Hoosiers were probably going to win, and they kind of sustained it, and they won. So it was a good it was a good win for them. I mean, kind of with that, and you also kind of saw how the second half was, like almost how come the recent games have been sort of like a tale of two halves for like IU, especially whenever Florida State came back within three points after making those three threes and the two like start off the second half. But then, like you saw, like Devonte Green was really just a difference maker for like IU. Um, so I mean, especially with like a thirty points off the bench. Um, but is there a way he can really sustain that going forward? I think IU's really going to need him to score in bunches throughout the rest of the season. I do love how Archie Miller seems content to have him come off the bench, and that's going to be a runaway for sixth man of the year if he actually plays that role throughout the season. Just I, saying, I, I understand why he's doing it. Yeah. So I. I w- I will get into this on a, a a later segment that we have, but I just don't I don't see him coming off the bench for the rest of the year. I agree, but I understand why he's doing. He wants him sitting and then just coming in as a pure shooter, which does. But that's, I get the I philosophy that's, his, that, that's his role. Well, well, the thing is, the reason why it's happening right now is because there's no Rob Finnessy. Correct. If Finnessy's healthy, like because you're going to start Franklin and Durham, and then you're going to want Devonte to come off the bench because he can score. But like if you start Green and Durham, and then you have Franklin coming off the bench, what is that providing for you at that moment? So the way this, the lineup and their health is right now, it, it makes sense. But once Finnessy gets healthy, that's going to change. Like Durham and Franklin aren't going to remain the starters, I don't think. And you know. Armand Franklin's played really, really well this season. It's not like he hasn't, you know, earned that spot. It's just, you know, he can't bring what Devontae Green brings. He is, as, as Archie Miller said, ahead of the season, IU's most talented offensive player, and you want that guy on the floor. And you and, saw it to start the second half. I mean, they started the second half, Florida State started going on a little bit of a run there, and you're just like, why is Devontae Green not in the game right now? Like, after that first half he had, I think he had 14 points or something like that. I mean— he, I always expected him to start it because Archie did that once before where he brought he started Green to start the second half earlier in the season. So I thought he was going to do that again. But, yeah, you, you're going to need him in so you don't get down early or the other team doesn't go on a run. But we'll see how it shakes up as the season goes. So was, oh, so I just want to just you know pose, pose to you guys. IU now has a win over a ranked team. Are they for real? So Caleb brought up that he thought Florida State was going to be like a Marquette game. And it seemed just exactly like that. So what happened last year was there was Marquette, and they finished like the non-conference, and every, or they finished through you know 2018 would have been 12 and two, and then they hit Big Ten play in January, and that's when things started to fall apart. See, for me, is that what this season is gonna is gonna give us a lot better opportunity to witness is that so this Florida State game was just like Marquette, but this Saturday or this Wisconsin game that we're gonna talk about. That's gonna be the real adversity game that I think if they can win that, then it's gonna show that they're kind of for real because. It's not like last year the Big Ten games were Penn State and Northwestern, so like you still couldn't really tell. But they, going on the road at Wisconsin, a place that historically they have struggled, 
to follow up the Florida State performance, it's going to be big. And if they win that, then I think they're going to show that they're for real. Even if they lose, I mean, you can't really make too much of a judgment. But I think Florida State was a big statement, and I think Saturday could be an even bigger statement. It's not the best. I agree it'll be a good indicator on Saturday in Wisconsin, but this Wisconsin team's not the best Wisconsin team they've had in recent years. They're 4-4. They've had some bad losses, in my opinion. Well, like, they lost three straight, but also I hasn't won there since eight days after the Cole Center opened. Exactly. Right? So the history history yeah. is a thing, but I would give them a little bit more time into Big Ten before I truly make my judgment. But the Florida State game is impressive. One caveat is Florida State's offense, as good as I's defense was, isn't particularly great. If I remember correctly, I think they're 52 on Ken Palm entering the game, which is not horrible, but it's not great either. And so it's not like some of the offenses – I will face during the regular season. It's I, I, I think later so, in the season. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I think more so why I think it's very impressive is because it, it's a game where I just didn't match up well based on just size. I, I agree. I did not expect them yeah. to win that rebounding right. battle and, so and much. Right, I, 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 I keep going back to because that's that's why I'm so impressed with that win. I mean, so just looking at, at Ken Palm here, I know Caleb, you mentioned it. So I was up to now 20th overall in Ken Palm. They are 24th in adjusted offense, 31st in adjusted defense. And and you saw that defense finally come to the forefront. And Archie Miller's talked all throughout those first seven games about how they had to get so much better on defense. They weren't where he wanted them to be defensively, and they got there against the best team that they faced against a team that you know had a lot more length than them. They did. They they turned the ball over a lot, which I think is not as you know you probably could have seen that coming given the length of Florida State's guards. Um, but they, I mean, every, especially in the first half, they held Florida State to some streaks of like six minutes without a, a field goal, four minutes without a field goal, a second half streak where. Once Florida State came came all the way back, IU just found one more, you know, just one more burst and held them one more drought and just pulled away at the end to win eighty to sixty four when it looked like they might be losing the game after they got out to such a big lead. I think that it's again, I would ag- ag- agree with you. Maybe it's a little too early to say yes, they're for real, but that's certainly a step in the right direction. I mean, I, beating beating Wisconsin is, I, I think, also you know may not cement it because of Wisconsin not being as good as it typically is, but a win at the Cole Center is a big deal. It's tough to win there. I mean, and then also you kind of look at IU's schedule, and like if they win at Wisconsin, and then I'm going to go on and say that they're going to beat UConn and like New York, and then they're going to beat Nebraska, they're probably going to beat Notre Dame, probably going to beat Arkansas. They don't, Arkansas like, is undefeated, I think. Yeah. yeah, Arkansas is good, but that is also here. But unfortunately, it is also during winter break, so the students will not be here. Really, for the, like the most that, part, that was a game they struggled um, with last year, just yeah. matchup wise. Yeah, so in but, the NIT or when they lost at Arkansas, lost at Arkansas. Yeah, well, but both games were yeah, close. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, but I'm just saying, like the one game that I for sure think that I is going to lose is at Maryland, as I, of right yeah, now. Yeah. So I could go all the way till January 4th without a loss. So, so that's going to be really interesting to see if I do, considering all these upcoming games, I will probably be favored, like outside of like the Maryland game heading up to there. So I mean, outside of that, like I has a pretty good chance to. Make a nice little run here because their schedule isn't the best. Is 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 there anything that indicates why this year will be different than last year? They had a hot start too and just collapsed after that. Yeah, I, I think it's just well they went through it, so I think it it'd be kind of insane if it happened to them again. I don't think it will because this, this year's team is just so much different in terms of who's going to score the ball, in terms of how you're going to defend people. It's just it's just the makeup of the team is completely different and. We talked about Devontae Green's big performance, but Trace Jackson Davis and Justin Smith have been huge all year long. I mean, they are so big and so athletic, they can defend in the perimeter, and the stuff they can do inside the post and is really impressive. Um, so I think having those three kind of core players, and then you surround them with Durham and Franklin, who are both 
you know, pretty tough guys on the perimeter. Al can shoot sometimes. Um, Franklin, not too much yet. And then when you get Finnessy back, I just think the depth of this team is just so much stronger than it was last year. And you're not reliant on, like, you're not like, look, like last year you would just like post feed to Jerome Morgan, post feed to Jerome Morgan, Romeo Langford drive. And it's just like completely not like that anymore. It's a lot different. And I think because, and it's allowed the offense to flow better, even if it does look stagnant at times. So I just think the way this team is made up and the way that they're kind of showing toughness so far, they're not going to have a collapse that bad again. Especially because, I mean, the Big Ten's also a lot different this yeah. year, too. It, it, as you were saying, it's really hard to... that. I don't want to call it a fluke-type thing when you lose that many games in a row, but it's really hard when you're not a bottom-tier team in a power conference to have that happen to you twice in a row. And also, IU has four uh, players that are averaging double-digit points. I know minutes will shift around once everyone's healthy, but theoretically, that could probably get up to five with Rob currently sitting at nine a game. So that's a full, almost a full starting five of averaging 10. The scoring's spread out, which puts pressure on defenses, even though they don't have that. Romeo Langford almost averaging 20. Devontae's at 15-something right now, which is probably where he'll sit for the whole season, Which is, but that's plenty in a conference when you have supplemental scoring. So... Before we transition over over to the Wisconsin game and and, and fold, any any final thoughts on this Florida State win before they head on the road for the for the for the first time? Scoring eighty, I think, is just impressive. They were the fifth best def- adjusted def- defense team coming into that game, and putting up eighty is actually really impressive for what many thought was going to be a weakness for IU this season. Yeah, D- Demise Anderson also looked really good. He only had three points. He had no rebounds. Like you look at the stat sheet and you're like, okay, we well, didn't do anything. But man, I- I've never seen him defend so well. I mean, he he and and they needed it because he's one of the bigger. They call him a forward, but he's kind of more like a guard because he yeah. really don't go into the post or anything like that. But you know, they needed him outside to guard Florida State's bigger guards, and he was guarding really well. He was engaged, and then he hit that big three in the fourth quarter. Uh, they were only up eleven. Fourth quarter, jeez, second half. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out on it, but yes, yeah, they, they were only up. Uh, they were only up eleven, and they hit that three, kind of like a dagger. It mm-hmm. felt like a dagger to go up fourteen. He was so hyped, so emotional, and it played twenty minutes. He played half the game. I mean, that's that's a big step for him, and they're going to need him. And and he looked, you know, unlike last year, he looked like he felt comfortable out there, and he he looked like he could play the part. All right, let's move on to Wisconsin. So IU heads heads on the road for the first time this season. Um, they're a bit, they're at was 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 Wisconsin as we talked about. IU's lose Wisconsin. Sorry, Wisconsin is losers of three straight coming into this one. Is guys, just thoughts on what you've seen from Wisconsin so far, if you've watched them at all. I mean, they're they're struggling. They're offensively challenged. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, that's an understatement. I believe in scoring, but one like twelve yeah. in adjusted offense. Right, not good. Well, but we all know the Big Ten is the Big Ten, and Wisconsin is one of those teams where okay, they're not they're, they might not win a whole ton, but they are going to be a tough team to play, especially when you go play them at home. Yeah, that's a four and zero home and, this season. And you so. look at their roster: Nate Reavers, Brad Davidson, uh, Demetric Trice. I mean, these are all guys that we've seen play Indiana they're, and play Indiana they're tough. They're all capable yeah. players. Um, Kobe King is like the coolest name ever. Um, <laughs> he's averaging ten points for them. He's, I mean, he's pretty good. I look at their roster and I'm like, this team could actually like they could cause some problems for Indiana, and and they might. Um, so I mean, obviously their record isn't very impressive, and they've had some really really bad losses. They lost just lost by double digits in the ACC Challenge to NC State. But I think just from just knowing Wisconsin and watching them over the years, like it's going to be a tough game. They're going to be a tough, hard nosed, physical team that's going to try and hold you under you know sixty, seventy points. So uh, it's going to be a tough game. And 
we'll see how it kind of plays out. I think kind of with that also, it's really going to depend if like Al Durham can have a better performance than he did against Florida State because what he only made like two shots and only had five points. Yeah. Um, and I was really going to need him to probably score more than 10 points. I guess Wisconsin, if they want a chance, um, especially with, with like Rod Finch being out because that backcourt depth isn't there right now. Um, especially, but like Franklin also was impressive against Florida State, um, with kind of like his calm and like and, and like how, how like how poised he was. But I think with like Wisconsin, it's just a different atmosphere. Um, because it, because like this is the first road game of the season for like IU, so it should be interesting. Um, to see how they really ca- kind of handle that because like we always know that like the crowd's going to be there. Also, Phil, you mentioned Rob Finnessy out there. He might actually play on yeah, he, Saturday. Um, the, the, yeah, we, right. I mean we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. We I think we have media, but. Um, he he rolled his ankle before the Florida State game. Archie said he probably could have gone. They just didn't. They just held him out. So I think we might see Tennessee return for Wisconsin. But we'll yeah, see. since it'll also be the first time this season, every scholarship player will be available. Which we'll hold our breath on that. It's been what fifty nine games is the streak of no of not every player available. I think something like that. Jeez, a long, a crazy. long, a long time. And they've you know not been terrible in that stretch, which is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, there's been. I mean, talk about this season, but last season. No, I was gonna say that stretch includes a very, fifty nine games. Is including yeah. that losing streak. That's, that's, that's true. That, but that's they terrible. Still the tur- they still almost made the tournament, though. But that is true, thanks to um, crazy wins against Michigan State and Devontae Green mm-hmm. going off. So I, I think looking at, at this Wisconsin team, I think what immediately sticks out to me is how they're the opposite of IU in a lot of ways in terms of their experience, in terms of how they, you know, can't score, and IU can has proven that it that it can score. Um, and that's why it's going to be a really interesting test just because of it's, it's facing a defense. It's their first time on the road, too, which I think is very notable here. And it's not like it's some, you know, like, nav road yeah, environment. Yeah, like Nebraska or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a big-time road environment. It's That is not an easy place to go for your first road game. For a lot of guys who have not played a road game in college before or have not played a, a road game in college with the expanded roles they had this year compared to last year, this is going to be in a very interesting test in a very different way that Florida State was a test for IU because it's not as good of a team as Florida State, but it's still, you know, going and it's going to be a, you know, a middle of the road Big Ten team, I think Wisconsin is, maybe a little toward the bottom half, but kind of right in the middle. Um, but how nice is it going to be to not see Ethan Happ out there? I mean, it's for all these all these years of where I mean, Brace Thompson proved to be the only guy that could really defend him at all. Um, they they stay, they beat him last year, but that, I mean, that's it's going to be very nice to not see Ethan Happ out there. I feel like he's been there for like ten years at Wisconsin now, uh, and I I think that's you know definitely certainly making it a little bit different in the sense that you don't have that presence to worry about, but they seem a little more balanced as a result of that. Yeah, and, and the no Ethan Happ, to your point, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's the reason why they seem they don't have an identity, yeah. because they've had him for like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, it's the Aaron Kraft effect, where you think the guy's been there your entire life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or but, like, like Perry Ellis, yeah, Kansas. Right, but like not having him is just different, because a lot of the guys on the roster played with Ethan Happ, mm-hmm. and they're so used to him being the, the heart and soul of that offense, so right now they're just, they're just searching for their identity. And, you know, Trice is a really good three-point shooter. He's he's made some big shots in his career. And then Reavers and Davidson, I th- they, they, they're trying to go through Reavers. I think they think he's he's one of their better players, and he is. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, they're just they're just struggling to find someone who they can run the offense through. And it, luckily for, for Indiana is that, yes, Indiana has a lot of people that can score, but, like, when you need someone to go get a shot, you have Devontae Green, and Wisconsin doesn't have a player like that. Yeah. So I guess looking at this at, at this game overall, do you think IU wins this game? Yeah, I think so. I think IU wins. I would say probably like eight points. I think it'll be kind of closely contested throughout. Um, but I think 
Devontae Green and even like Al Durham and we'll, we'll just kind of hit the shots like IU needs especially it'll be interesting to see how like Armand Franklin plays in this environment um, because what he only had one turnover against Florida State I believe but he also I don't think he had any assists either um, so it'll be interesting to see like yeah like of like how he plays but also Trace Jackson Davis is going to be a big boost especially in this type of environment because they can give him the ball and he can get him like a bucket whenever needed in like the paint. Yeah, I'll say they'll they'll win mostly because of Wisconsin's offensive struggles. They've only they haven't scored over uh seventy points this season at all, and IU's gone over that mark in seven out of their eight or seventy nine or more in eight, seven out of their eight games so far. So IU's proved they can score, and I'm not convinced Wisconsin can put up enough points against an IU defense. See, I'm so interested by this game. Like, I'm I'm so interested because I I just want to see what's going to happen. How they're going to handle their first road test? How Good thing they we gonna, will be there. How they're going to handle their first Big Ten game? It's just going to be super interesting, and I can totally see Wisconsin just like getting off to like a crazy hot start, and the crowd feeding off it, and like IU can collapse. Like we've seen it so many times. Um, so I'm just so interested. I can see them losing, but from from what I saw against Florida State, I'm not going to say that they're going to win. Okay, I'm not saying this will happen, or and IU's definitely not hoping it will happen. But I'm waiting for a Devonte Green game where he's not hitting everything in sight, and I can see that happening in their first true road game and how IU would actually respond to that where they don't or, have someone carrying their offense at all times. Or has he turned the corner? It, he's shooting over 50% from the field and that's, from three. Right, that's yeah. not yeah. sustainable. He's yeah, only I mean, 54% I, from three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I, mean, I mean, you can't really ask him to put up 30 every night, but I think especially that's where Trace Jackson Davis is going to come into play because he is their best post player, um, and I think he's going to put up at least 15 like usual. All right, so then let's then lead into our uh, closing segment, the prediction segment, our slam dunk three-pointer segment. Just a, ref- a refresher on this one because it's, be- it's been a minute since we've done this. There's, <laughs> your slam dunk is the prediction that you're you know, feeling but 95% confidence. It's a slight chance you might miss it, but most of the time, you know, 95% of the time, it's going to go in. Your three-pointer, well, norm- we went into this thinking you know it's going to be almost impossible because IU wasn't going to make a ton of three-pointers this season. That's been a little bit off, but the – it's it, it's it still stands. It's your more long shot prediction. It's the harder one to make. Um, I will kick this one off with my slam dunk. We'll go around the table, then do three pointers around the around the second time. My slam dunk prediction is IU will be ranked in the AP poll come Monday when it comes out. Um, it's Monday, right? Yes. Yes. Monday. Yeah. I think IU will be will be ranked on Monday, which then will lead into my three pointer. But that will come later. Um, I think they've done enough with this with this Florida State win, 8-0 at this point, to show that what they've done to be undefeated at th- th- this point, that they are not just some team that's just beaten up only on crap teams. They, they deserve to be in the rankings at this point. Uh, Even if they lose at Wisconsin? That, well, so well, that, yeah. We're getting there. That's my, that's my three-pointer. That, this is my okay. exact thought when he said that. Um, so a little flash of a three of a dunk because there's a higher chance it might miss, but I'll give Devontae Green, Trace Jackson, Davis both get to ten points in the game against Wisconsin. I mean, I think yeah, that's a pretty safe prediction. But um, and I'll think, I think that Armand Franklin is going to have zero turnovers against against Wisconsin. You, you realize this is the slam dunk section, yes. not the three point section. Yep. All right. Yep. I, I, I like it. Well, I think especially like I he think, only had one against Florida State. Well, I think the Florida State defense is better than the Wisconsin yeah. defense. Um, especially, I think, obviously, Al's going to have probably the ball a little bit more. Um, and I don't know if Wisconsin presses or not, but that was really impressive considering Florida State pressed for, like, most of the night. We're going for poster dunks uh, here. D- yeah, they do not press, since they are super slow of a team yep. in general. So, But, no, I'm just talking about that with like, my like, slam dunk. 
I'm going to say that so in the last three games, Indiana has struggled mightily taking care of the ball. Um, I'm going to say they're going to have 14 or less turnovers. The, the goal for them is to have 12 or less each each year mm-hmm. uh, each game, and lately they've had like 17, 18, 19. Um, but I think they're going to shrink it a little bit. I think they're going to take care of the ball a lot better. A lot of the turnovers against Florida State were like really sloppy. It's inbounds passes they couldn't get in. It was kind of ridiculous. But I think I think they'll clean it up a little bit. I'll say they're going to have 14 or less turnovers. All right, and we move into the three-pointer here. We get a little more bold. So I think I was kind of alluding to what my three-pointer was a little bit. I'm not, I actually am not picking IU to lose this game. But what I am th- thinking for my three-pointer is IU has by far its worst offensive game of the season. Might not even – barely crack 60 points and wins anyway. I, I think it's, it's going to have a hard time with, with, with Wisconsin's defense. And it's not going to have a good shooting day as it gets its toughest road environment. I mean, it's only road environment and a tough one at that. It's going to play a very ugly Big Ten game and find a way to scrape by and win without its offense, which has been its its strength thus far. I'm going to go with IU shoots over 75% from the free throw line this season. They've only done it once. It's been probably their only truly bad part of their offense. Their conversion at the free throw line is shooting just over 70%. So and they've only they have gotten once. a lot of points there though. They've gotten a lot of points because so they go a huge amount. But imagine how many could, they could have if they actually converted. So I'll give them over seventy five percent from the line. What's their percentage at right now as a team? Uh, seventy one percent. Oh, okay, that's that's lower than I thought it was. Yeah, and, and that's inflated with a eighty two percent against Princeton. Yeah. yeah. So I think with my three pointer, I'm going to say that Al Durham is actually going to lead the team in scoring against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I like it. I, yeah, I think especially after going two for seven against Florida State, um, especially because he's gonna have the ball in his hands quite a bit. Um, I just think considering like you kind of since like we sort of saw those flashes towards like the beginning of the season of like a like Al Durham's is improved scored than like he has been in like recent years. Um, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that like he's gonna lead IU in scoring. I'm gonna say that Deron Davis plays ten or more minutes. Um, wow. The last three games he's played, he it's combined for twelve minutes. Um, he only played one minute against Florida State and picked he up two quick foul fouls. Really early, two yeah. quick fouls and he held them out. He has not done anything this season. He's barely played. Um, he hasn't been effective. And we looked at him this year as going to be one of the more dominant post players for Indiana. And we haven't seen really much of him at all. We haven't seen him being integrated in the offense. Um, I have no reason to believe why he's going to play against Wisconsin because it's not like Wisconsin's like super <laughs> large and they're going to need him in. If anything, I thought he would have played a lot against Florida State, but you know he picked up two fouls and Archie just benched him the rest of the game. But he said post game, eventually Duran will kind of get into the swing of things. So you know I'll just go out on a limb and say he'll play ten or more minutes on Saturday. Just real quick, the way he said that in the post game made me think: Is he fully practicing? The way he like just said that, like, oh, he'll get in the swing of it later. Yeah, as like, uh, is, at he, at is it because of his injury history that they're kind yeah, of slowing him down? And at, yeah, and at one point, he's not earlier in the, at one point earlier in the season. He said how like Deron Davis is still trying to get in like game shape, which is like I don't know if there are any setbacks. I really don't know why he wouldn't be in game shape at this point in the season. But um, yeah, they're just they're probably might be being cautious with him, saving him for when they need him. But I'm not sure. All right, and that will do it for us this week. The guys will be in Wisconsin. I will not be. I'm the only one here. I will That's be not... the only one from IDS. Oh, Wisconsin. you're oh, is Well, Caleb Alex will be for a photo, but Caleb is not going to be oh, there. Oh, all right. Well, Some only of us have wolf. exams. 
and are trying to pass classes over well, here. I'm Phil. sorry that I care about. My it's called being a student reporter, like a student athlete. All right, yeah. and, okay, and on that note, we will close this podcast. Fifty percent of us in the podcast will be at the Cole Center. The other fifty percent will be watching on our couches in our apartments, or probably in our pajamas because it's a four o'clock game. And I don't feel like doing anything before that. So that will do it for us on the basketball podcast. Thank you to Dylan Wallace for joining us on this one. We will see you next week.